0: Samantha Beck stood, hunched over a screen, sifting through bones and dirt. This is interesting. Her associate, Mark Farms, was bent over the screen across from her, photographing a scrap of leather with a digital camera. The two-by-four-foot wooden-framed wire mesh screen lay atop two wooden sawhorses. Several of these were set up around their excavation site. Samantha took off her dirty gloves and held up a sherd of pottery in the Pennsylvania summer sun. She was beginning to feel desperate after two weeks of coming up empty-handed. The landowner wouldn't let them stay indefinitely, and O'Neill, their department head, was sure to pull the plug any day now. Algonquian markings. She pointed to marks at the base of the sherd. I recognize the upward-turned bow. See it? And these rectangles with the other geometric shapes? I've seen these on Lenape pipes in Oklahoma. And here's another turtle. I still don't know what that signifies. She brought down the shirt and continued sifting through the screen, vaguely aware that the sun was going down. Look at this scrap of leather, Mark said. Is that the one the baby was wrapped in? Mark nodded. But something's not right about this sight. I agree with you. It's like they were moved. He took another photo. Professor Ricardo Gomez's cell phone rang out across the excavation site. Mark glanced over at the professor, who fumbled in the pocket of his blue jeans with his one free hand for his cell phone. Maybe the professor can shed some light on this. The bodies must have been moved after burial, after decomposition, she said, like in recent years. But who would move the bodies? and why. Hello, the professor said into his phone. Mark shook his head. You think he'll be on the phone an hour again? The last call wasn't that long. We might have time for a quickie. Comments like that made her wish she weren't sleeping with him. If these bodies were moved from their original resting place, I want to know why. Give us another four or five days, the professor said into the phone. It's only been two weeks. No, but there's plenty of evidence to suggest. No. Yes, sir. He turned off the cell phone and stuffed it back into his pocket. Bastard. What's wrong, Professor? Samantha called to him from across the site. The short, bony man walked around the excavation units in the ground toward his two graduate students, the brim of his straw hat waving in the wind, making him look like an old scarecrow. Never mind that now. I think I've found what we're looking for. She wouldn't let herself get her hopes up again. She wanted to see the seal for herself before she'd believe it. The professor held a small bandolier bag with its wide, beaded shoulder strap hanging like fully cooked lasagna noodles, its colors of orange and red and turquoise shining from beneath layers of dirt. She had never seen an artifact so perfectly preserved, so well intact. That bag is just like my grandmother's, Samantha whispered, her heart pumping. It gets better, the professor said. Before he could explain further, a black pickup truck skidded onto their sight from the dirt road. The driver's window lowered, revealing a man about her age with long black hair and fierce black eyes. You guys need to clear on out of here, he pointed to the tents and the screens nesting in the pasture at the edge of the site. Get all this stuff out of here. Any arrangements you've made with my grandfather have been canceled. Who in God's name is this clown? The professor muttered as he gently laid the artifact on the screen. Samantha ran to the truck and gripped the driver's door. Who are you? Whoever he was, he was hot. Hot mad and hot on the eyes. He gave her a once-over and narrowed his eyes. I should ask the same of you. Did my grandfather give you permission to dig up this land? Well, that's about to change.